0: Hello we want us to come to God this evening as we share the word of God together we do welcome you wherever you're watching this program and particularly our brothers and sisters at Lansing Tab this morning we considered James chapter 4 and we were looking at the opening verses and the absolute core of the passage was the call for us to humble ourselves and to recognize our need to submit to God and that uh, we were able to share and understand this morning how great it is that God is able to strengthen us, to resist the devil. He'll run away when we're standing on the good ground of humility, dependence and trust in him. I want to just pray now for this time and so let's bow our heads and pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for the opportunity to share your word together. We pray that you would speak to us. We pray that you would uh, encourage us. We pray, Lord, that our minds and eyes would be focused upon you. We pray that you would be at work in our world. We pray for wisdom as a number of governments consider easing lockdown. We pray for you to guide we would ask, Lord, that you in your mercy might uh, rid the earth of this virus. We ask you to have mercy upon us. We recognize how it's taught us how something so insidious can bring everything to an end so quickly. Lord, we seek your face now and pray that you will bless us. You know everyone who's on our hearts tonight. You know everyone. In our church, we pray your blessing, especially upon those feeling isolated and lonely. But now, Lord, bless us as we read, as we share your word. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Well, I'm going to read the uh, second half of James chapter 4. It will uh, cover one or two verses that we shared this morning, but uh, that's just giving us a context. In verse 7 we read, Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come near to God and he'll come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, you double-minded. Grieve, mourn and wail. Change your laughter to mourning uh, and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up. Brothers and sisters, do not slander one another. Anyone who speaks against a brother or sister or judges them speaks against the law and judges it. When you judge the law, you are not keeping it, but sitting in judgment on it. There's only one lawgiver and judge, the one who's able to save and destroy. But you, who are you to judge your neighbour? Now, listen, you who say today or tomorrow we will go to do this or, or that city or spend a year there, carry on business, make money. What you do not even know, what will happen tomorrow? Sorry, why you do not know even uh, what will happen tomorrow? What is your life? You are a, a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes Instead you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will we will live and do this or that. As it is, you boast in your arrogant schemes. All such boasting is evil. If anyone then knows the good they ought to do and uh, doesn't do it, it will be sin for them. James again, as I've said many times looking at this letter and others too, uh, James is very much committed To warning us about stark realities real truth he's encouraged us to be very cautious in terms of offering our opinions about others we need to (coughs) be wise we need to have discretion we need to have humility and very often again he doesn't say it here but the scriptures warn us that uh, it's so easy to look at others and form judgments we should be looking into our own hearts first and foremost. But I want to concentrate in the short time that we have together tonight. I want to concentrate on what James says about the frailty and the uncertainty of life. This is a very powerful and a very important subject. Now in terms of the virus, and I don't want to keep on and on about the virus, but it's very current, it's very real at this moment of time. I guess the thousands of people who have been swept into eternity. If you'd said a few weeks, a few months ago, that that number would suddenly no longer be with us, it was not predictable. We know that sometimes there are uh, tragedies, accidents uh, involving lots of people. But this was quite unprecedented. And one of the challenges of what has been going on is the challenge that It is across the world. It's not just poor countries, some of the richest countries. uh, The figures they're forecasting as to deaths in America is massively sobering. Of course, in the UK, uh, I don't know what the current figure is as we share this message, but it's thousands and thousands, 28,000 plus. It's vast. People who now are in eternity. And of course, uh, the people who have suddenly left us, we know they've left an enormous gap, and we know there's great sadness. But James is really wanting to talk to us about again arrogance and pride. That sense of, well, you know, I've got I'm gonna do this, I've planned to do this, and uh, nothing's gonna stop it, and uh Everything's set. What James is saying is you just don't know when God is going to call time. Now, I don't believe this teaching is designed to frighten us and to put us into paranoia, but it is to sober us. It is just to acknowledge that ultimately God is in charge. God determines our lifespan. The Bible says that Uh, Even before we were born, he numbered our days. And he knows our frame, he knows our weakness. He knows that the human frame for many, uh, 70 plus years, will be a very good innings. And that sometimes unexpected situations occur. That means that someone may die a lot, lot quicker. Now this message is not designed to talk about uh, death as such. He's not wanting us to necessarily uh, dwell on that, other than it's the reality. Life is uncertain, and we need to be ready at any time for us to face the living God. This is the attitude that we should have. And again, there needs to be balance. It's not uh, considering, again, as I said earlier uh, today, it's not that God is there wanting to hit us with some great big stick and uh, can't wait to bring our life to an end. It's not that. It simply means that when we make our plans and when we look at what we believe uh, will be good to do, we always do it with the understanding that by God's grace this or that will happen but I recognise that he is sovereign and he is the one who ultimately determines what will happen. So it's not that I don't plan anything, it's not that I uh, just have a careless sort of attitude, que Sarah, well, you know, and uh, we're thinking about uh, victory in Europe. And we know that a number of uh, attitudes would be summed up in, you know, well, if that bullet's got your name on it, uh, there's nothing you can do about it. But that isn't actually what James is saying. However, we look at life and the sudden death that can come what James is simply saying is this God's got plans God has a will God has a purpose God is wanting to uh, do things in our lives and through our lives but we always must live with an attitude of utter dependence upon him when we allow the attitude of uh, pride to overlap and overrun everything you know i'm gonna do this come what may james is saying hang on you know that sort of boasting that is actually evil he says it's good to know what you should do it's good to know how you should behave but it's even better to actually do it He says, your life is like a vapour. It appears for a little while and then it's gone. And uh, again in scripture we read that all flesh is grass. The grass withers, fades and dies and it's no longer there. The reality is, is that our time on earth is very short. Even if we are blessed with a long life compared to eternity, It is incredibly short and therefore I believe James would encourage us make sure that God is in the center of your life make sure that plans that you make are submitted to him make sure that your eyes are fixed upon the Lord when Jesus was sharing on a similar theme he talked about a rich man who had a good harvest and such a good harvest that he said, I know what I'll do. I'll tear down the barns that I've got. And I'm going to build greater barns, much bigger barns, so that I can store all these things. And what Jesus says in the parable is he says, you fool, you fool. Do you not know this night Your soul will be required of you. I think in other ways James does a similar thing. And certainly the scripture does. The scripture says you can be so preoccupied with your ways and your will. You can be so preoccupied with the things of this life. You can be so preoccupied with riches and uh, accumulating your treasures and your possessions. But... Death can come suddenly, powerfully, and it's all over. And what happens to all of these things that you've stored up? You will face eternity. And as we contemplate these thoughts, it is healthy and good to say, Lord, I've only one life. It'll soon be passed. What's done for Jesus alone will last. And to live our lives, not in fear, but in the understanding that when he calls, I want to be ready. Whether that's soon or whether that's some time away, when he calls, I want to be ready. And we want to hear him say, well done, good and faithful servant. And that well done It's got nothing to do with how long you've been on earth, it's got everything to do with your attitude to God, which James expresses right throughout this chapter. Again, humble yourselves, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Let's draw near to God today, giving him the praise and giving him the glory. God bless you.